This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. Nerd Wallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and this is Next Question, a bonus episode, in fact. Today, I'm continuing to share interviews from my book tour. This one is from my stop in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, where I got to chat with Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley. Here's our conversation. Between the two of them, they can sing, act, play guitar, uh, bass, and banjo, write a book, and dish up millions of meals to needy people in this community. I can honestly say they're doing everything they possibly can to make the world a better place. So please help me welcome two of your hometown heroes, Nash- Nashville, Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley. I was so ticked. Oh, hang on. I'll just sit with you. (laughs) All right, so. You know what? He's he's going there, Katie. (laughs) He is. I'm going there. So I just have some things I. Are you tired, Brad? No, no. I just this is. I haven't been in therapy in a long time. (laughs) Well, let me see if I can help you out here. You guys, I was so so excited and honored that you agreed to to be here tonight. So thank you both so I said, much. I, thank you. I said no. I, I didn't <laughs> do this. And Kim talked you into it. I did. I listened to your book. It's fantastic. Aww. Guys, everyone get the book. It's so <laughs> thank good. Thank you. I said, well, we were talking about it. I listened to it, um, which was a really, really great way to experience it because of all the clips like we've been playing tonight, but it was just a really cool way to hear it. Yeah, it was fun to do, although that was exhausting, but I couldn't imagine writing a book and having someone else read it. I thought that would be so weird. So it took about eight days, and you're just reading 
all day long. Well, Kim, you did you record your book as well? I did, yeah. And it was exhausting, it right? It was exhausting. I didn't realize how much I had to act it. Yeah. Like I started just kind of reading it and I listened to it back and I thought, this is really boring. <laughs> so I had to go back and re-record and like put something into it. Really? You know? Well, yeah. we're gonna talk about your book and a lot of other stuff, but you know, you are are doing so much for the city of Nashville. And but first I wanna I want you to take us back because Everybody loves the how did you meet story. So how did you two meet? It was, uh, I understand Brad, it was, it, you were responsible for getting Kim to be in a music video, right? He stalked me, that's what <laughs> happened. Well, yeah, basically, I, I uh, as an excuse to uh, reach out to her, I said, I called a manager of hers and said, uh, you know, I, I've written some songs about the Father of the Bride movie. I, I went on a first date to that, and wouldn't it be great if, if she was in a music video? But I was just doing that to... Stalker! Uh, and, <laughs> but your manager at the time, who one of the best management moves, in my opinion, that she ever did, maybe the worst in, in your opinion, was she called you and said, oh, yeah, yeah, he wants you in a video, but you're going to date him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's and, not my manager anymore, but... She <laughs> but she, but That's that not why. But yeah, you know, no, she, she ruined your life and made mine. No, so, so did what? Did you know, like when you did that video, did the sparks fly, Kim? You can be honest. No, <laughs> not for her. I mean, for me, they did. But they did. I'm speaking for her right now, but I mean, we're married. Not. It all worked out. Yeah, but they definitely. didn't fly yet. They so, weren't flying yet. But you guys are from two different worlds. You grew up in Glendale, West Virginia, yeah. and. Um, and, and, and Kim... What the heck? It's 1,200 people. They're, they're all here. <laughs> and Kim, you're from Rye, New York. I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, so... Um, no New know. Yorkers? No, no New Yorkers? <laughs> Look at that. Okay, okay, good. So, so how did you guys click? Because I, your life experiences were pretty different. What, what made it work? I think opposites attract, maybe. I mean, I was, in, I was in from the moment I met her, but I, it took me about six weeks to convince her. But I don't know. I'm not sure what her story is. I, I mean, you're, you're just so, he's so funny. It was the charming, funny, he's a really good guy. And I think it was the humor. And then he wrote a song for me and that really, I mean. Aww. That actually did, early on I'd, I'd written a song uh, called Little Moments that ended up being a, a hit. And it was funny because uh, I sang it to her over the phone. She was in California. And at the time, after we were already dating, and I, 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 I could tell she flipped out. And it was about somebody else. No. <laughs> oh, would have been. Well, that would that work. Been, I would say would writing bad. a song for someone. No, I mean, I just I heard that and I thought, oh, he gets me. Yeah, it was really that was a powerful moment. Well, you. I want to talk about your, your talents, because you're both so talented too. And 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 I love asking people when they realize they had certain gifts. And I remember interviewing Barbara Streisand and asking her, like, when did you realize you could sing like that? And what was that like? That must have been so exciting. She talked about being in her grandmother's apartment in Brooklyn. And she remembers like the bronze uh, um, staircase and, and all that. And she said she sang and there was, it was very good acoustics. And she thought, wow, that sounds really good. And I'm curious, Brad, how did you realize you had this musical talent? Because you started playing at a very young age, right? Your grandfather? Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know that There's I was, your grandfather, by the it, way. Yeah, There's he, little Brad. He wanted me to learn to play so bad. And so I did for him. And at first, it's no fun. 
when you first start playing the guitar, it hurts. It's, you don't know what you're doing. Nothing sounds like what you want it to. Um, and I don't know that I ever, I was never instantly, I, I, was, I was not some like, oh man, you're amazing at all. No? I mean, it took a long time, a lot of work, you know. I mean, I think if you'd, my dad used to say something when I was young that was really smart, which was, uh, I was doing these local shows as a teenager. I was book solid. The Lions Club luncheons, <laughs> I mean, they would give me $100 to go do like 15, 20 minutes with an acoustic guitar. And at 13 years old, that's, I mean, you know, you can buy a lot of Lego sets with that. And, um, my dad would say, you're cute now. When you're 20, and you, if you're this good at 20, that's not gonna work. You better get good by 20, you know, and a lot of dads don't do that. Like, it was really, it was really good advice. Even so though he has practiced. no musical ability whatsoever, but. Sorry? He has no ability and doesn't No, know, but. But you just worked at it and practiced and practiced and practiced? I did, I did. And I think, when was the realization for you that you couldn't sing? <laughs> I still think maybe I can. Mm. I realized it early on when we were dating. <laughs> um, well, you compliment each other because you can't act. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're right. You I'm are so right. That was good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> so, Brad, let's talk about you've run three Grammys. No, no, no. I want to talk about the colonoscopy. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I think we've seen enough of my colon tonight, here's really. What I, here's what I really want to do. I want to do, i got to pick the right song, but I want to use that as a music video for a song. Really? Just Katie Couric's colonoscopy, and people will be so confused. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, it might encourage them to get screened, and then they can play right. it while they're under, sort of in maybe, a... Maybe we'll redo a new music video for Mud on the Tire. We'll do the colonoscopy, yeah. right? That's we'll disgusting. That. All right, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's talk about your awards. You've won three Grammys, two American Music Awards, 14 CMAs, you, 15 Academy of Country Music Awards. You've written 21. No. Brad has written 21 of his 24 number one hits. So... I mean, I'm fascinated by songwriting. How, where do you get your inspiration? Just, are you driving down the street and you see something and something just pops into your head? How does it happen? I think, well, sometimes. I mean, it's like, just like when you sat down to, to write this book, um, I'm fascinated by that. Like, I, I have a book that I, I co-wrote with a good friend and we kind of shared the duties about being a guitar player, but what Kim did, what, what you did, where it's you sit down in that solitary thought, it's the same thing. You just start going and then you write something and the best things are really when you realize, okay, I have to get rid of that. And, and I think that, that as a songwriter, you find inspiration in daily life, but the best songs are rewritten. You know, you rewrite to make it what it can be. Yeah, and when you're rewriting it, do you just sort of change the lyrics or do you figure yeah. out like the yeah it can be either i mean you know the melody's got to fit i've always said in country music the best country songs are the way you'd say them and anytime that you th that you're trying to rhyme something and it's not a word you would say in the sentence it it feels off in country music so and also melodically like you should sing the way you'd say it and and you know like when you you put the emphasis on a part of the word you would never emphasize just to rhyme it. 
or whatever. There's little tricks to make something feel right. And then other than that, it's just magic and I don't have any idea. How <laughs> well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because well, I, I mean, you're, you're just incredibly successful. And then Kim, for your acting, sort of the same question. What did, was there a moment that you said, I love doing this, you know, this is, this is what, what I was born to do. Yeah, I think I was about five years old, and I used to, I used to put on plays with my, my friends or my brother and sister in my parents' living room, and I'd charge their guests when their guests would come over. I would yeah. charge them like 25 cents to see our show, which I'm pretty confident was awful. You know, and I'd, and I'd take their money. So I, was, I saw it as a business opportunity for early on. Um, but it was all I ever really wanted to do, that and write. I, I just loved, I loved acting. And when you were at Northwestern, yeah. that was when you were discovered to be Annie and, and Father of the Bride. Right. Right? And, and wait, so there you are. One of my favorite scenes when you're uh, playing basketball with Steve yes. Martin. And how did, you get, how did you get discovered? How did that happen? Um, well, I was a sophomore at Northwestern, and I auditioned in Chicago, and I was just trying to figure out how to take the L train, because I, I, I mean, I didn't really want, I was a college student and didn't want to audition for anything, but I had this thing come up. A friend of mine was interning in a casting office in Chicago, and I thought, well, I've never taken the L, so let me see if I can navigate that and forget whatever, this audition, blah, 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 a bride, you know, it was like the furthest thing from my mind. And uh, then I think it was because I was so relaxed that it just went really well. But actually, they flew me out to California a couple times, told me I didn't get it, like fired me before they hired me a couple times, and then I guess couldn't find anyone else, and so. Well, I can't imagine anyone else being in that role <laughs> than you, because that's such a great movie. Thank you. And, and you know, you continued your acting career, and now you're acting with your sister, which yes, is so fun. Time. You've yeah. got two Hallmark movies, and you and your sister are starring it. Brad, I know you wrote a song. He your did. Sister, it's it's so a real good. family affair, because yeah. your sister's husband is the executive producer. Yeah. So tell us about that. Those are, there's your sister. That's so great. I love They're, her so much. She just came. She was here um, this, today. She just flew out. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it. But we had um, an event last night together. But yeah, we've got this, these two movies for Hallmark coming out December 5th and December 12th. It was Ashley's idea to do them. Um, and I star in one, she stars in the other, and then we kind of visit each other's movies. And there's, there's fun scenes that start in one point in my movie and end in a different point in hers, so they overlap. So they kind of fit together like a puzzle. It's cool. Why are those Hallmark movies so addictive? I was getting um, a blow dry at Dry Bar, and they played them. And I'd already seen the one, because I had to get my hair blown out in every city, so I just called Dry Bar. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop watching the what 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 is it about those no, movies? No, it's because they make you feel like everything's okay. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. They drink hot chocolate and there's lots of and they have Christmas trees and yeah. they fall in love and they yeah. live happily ever after yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. More from the comforting Kim and Brad right after this. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. Nerd Wallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about about your philanthropic work, because that's really one of the main reasons I was so excited to have you all here. During the pandemic, This, uh, you had started a place called The Store, which is a nonprofit grocery store here in Nashville. And it's amazing. And, and before, before we talk about it, I, I think when, when, I met, when I saw you guys, I sat next to Kim at a Michael J. Fox Foundation event in New York, and it was so fun because I sat next to her and your sweet dad and Brad was performing. And you told me that you got the idea when your boys, you and your boys were in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. and you wanted to start teaching them about the importance of giving back. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up going, delivering meals on wheels with my mom. She would throw us in the back seat and she would deliver. And and we used to go to soup kitchens and we'd dole out food and stuff. And so it was something that I was brought up with. And then we really wanted to teach our kids the same. So um, I asked around in Santa Barbara and there's this place called Unity Shop. And we we took the kids there and it was incredible. Um, They learned how to stack the shelves. They learned how to pack beans. They learned how to check people out at the grocery, at the check-in counter, and Brad said, we've got to do this in Nashville. And that was about five years ago. Yeah, well, I think also that, like, all the good things the kids get in their life from that standpoint are from her. I mean, I, I'm the, I don't know what kind of kids they'd be if it was just me. Like, she's the one that thinks of, oh, they should learn about charity. I'm like, that's a good idea. We should do it. Right? And so we went there, and Unity Shop is its own place. It's got its own sort of philosophy and its own uh, other little cool things they do in that community. But immediately it was like Nashville is the type of giving place that will just uh, eat this up, you know. And here we are. And but, don't, but you want to say no pun intended. I don't want to say so to speak. Eat this up. Um, but what's amazing about what we do and what Unity, what we learn from Unity Shop is instead of people getting a handout, they're coming into a grocery store and they're able to choose what they want for their family. And their kids are seeing their parents in a position of power. So we just love that concept. They're not winding up with a lot of food that they don't want or don't know how to use. Don't yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it, 
It gives people dignity. Dignity. Dignity and agency, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, as well. Uh, hold on, we'll wait. Phone. Who is it? Tell them your business. Tell them hi. You know, it's like, it's, it's like also you feel like you are not helpless in a pandemic when you have something like that. Well, I was going to say, Brad, because you all worked very hard for five years, kind of just figuring right. this out, um, and then the pandemic hit. And First, so you the had tornadoes hit. Yeah. The tornadoes, and yeah. then the pandemic. Yeah. So you all had to pivot pretty quickly, didn't immediately. you? Immediately. It was yeah. so weird because immediately it was like, okay, this whole idea of a grocery store, now how's it look? What do you, how do you do this for folks to where they're not getting sick by coming in here? And we, uh, my producer, a guy named Luke Wooten, came up with the idea of deliveries for the elderly. So the next thing you know, we were getting grocery orders and delivering to the towers nearby where a lot of, a lot of folks, and they would, the second time they delivered them food, they showed up and they had gotten dressed in their Sunday best, these, these older folks, and all came out as the, as the food was placed at their doors and gave a standing ovation to the delivery folks. And yeah. um, so, you know, when I look back at this pandemic, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's, there's things that you look back and go, I learned a lot from that. And, there's things I wouldn't change. I'm Brought out the good in people. And, and um, now that it's open, how, first of all, I wanted to ask you, how, how, where do you get all the food and, and how does that work? We buy a lot of it from Second Harvest Food Bank of Middle Tennessee. They're great. They're great. And then we have, we have fantastic farmers that donate to us. We have three different um, partners and they donate produce, which is great. So people can come in and they can take as much produce as they want. There's a lot of things that we have, some things that we have to limit and you know, certain amount per household so everybody can be served. But produce doesn't count toward any of that. So we really want to encourage people to get fresh fruits and vegetables. And so we're so lucky to have farmers that are willing to donate produce for us. Yeah. And, and when you see, Brad, when you see some of the, the people come into the store yeah. and, you know, they have the freedom to pick things and put it in their, their cart and, yeah. you know, well, um, and by the way, Kim, that's so important because so many of these people probably live in food deserts where yeah. they don't have enough, enough fresh produce and that contributes to obesity and yeah. diabetes and all kinds of things. But it must be so gratifying to see them shop. Yeah, on my birthday this year, uh, I, she went and volunteered for the day and uh, in typical <laughs> fashion, I stopped by and um, for a little while. But going on your birthday and seeing, yeah. you know, it was one of the first times I've been in there since the pandemic, since we're fully operational like we wanted. And, you know, mother of two, they were all dressed in Halloween. Matching Halloween outfits. Yeah. These two little toddlers and her, a newborn in a stroller, some elderly folks. A guy left there and you pointed it out. He walked out. There's a bus stop right by it. He walked out with his groceries, got on the bus and sat down and the bus pulled away. And he, he'd come to, yeah, you're seeing, you're seeing the faces of the people. We wondered who they'd be. And the great thing is we partner with Belmont University and they have a, yes, Belmont. <laughs> 
They have the uh, Health Ministry Center right next door, so we've got all these wraparound services. So it's not just about addressing food insecurity, but they also have a music therapy program. They have financial literacy program. They have legal services. So they're really helping to address all of the issues that are needed to get someone back on their feet to self-sufficiency. Wow, and I know that you all are involved in, because you went to, to Belmont, mm -hmm. and there's a scholarship that you all established at the university, and they named uh, the ballroom after you all recently, right, yeah. which was cool, so right? I, I moved in where I'm gonna be living there uh, for a little while. It's a great place to roller skate. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's some kids, I talked to them before the show and tried to give them some career advice. I hope it was helpful, but- Are you Belmont you... kids? They sound right. like it. Well, what would you tell them? I'll take advantage of you all being here. I would tell them that a 2.3 grade point average is all you need. <laughs> You can get anywhere you want with that. And um, yeah, because they have never, at the back door here, they have never asked <laughs> what, I, what I got in any of the classes. So learn, learn a lot while you're there, but GPA, I don't know. Brad, Brad got a D in guitar once. Yeah, I did. Really? Yes. I, uh, I got to change to a C later. <laughs> and it was because I didn't go to class, but let's not go into that. <laughs> go to class, kids. Coming up, a special serenade from Brad Paisley himself. Swoon. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. Nerd Wallet. Finance smarter. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only uh, have you all done the store, but... I just want to point out that, Kim, you've done so much for Alzheimer's disease. You lost your mom in 2016, and I know that must have been heartbreaking and very difficult. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your mom, Linda? 
Yes, my mom was an amazing fundraiser for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Um, she started their development program there. She was an expert at asking people for millions of dollars and getting it. It was, which is like a really, as now we're fundraisers, you know, that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> um, but she was vibrant and amazing, funny, smart, you know, and um, we saw her deteriorate over 11 years. But just last night, well, it's, actually, it's five years since she passed tomorrow. Um, but just last night, we had an incredible event in Nashville. We had our 80s dance party. <laughs> Were you guys there? Look, here's some pictures from yeah. the 80s dance party. It looks so, so much, much fun. fun. Yeah, so I mean, I've, I've found so much healing from writing about it. I wrote it in my memoir, Where the Light Gets In, and then having these fundraisers. And Katie, I have to say, you are such an inspiration in this department because you have raised $700 oh million. Dollars we should talk about that with, for a minute. Yeah. What your, you've done with cancer. cancer oh. Yeah. Stand up, Stand up to cancer. Stand up to cancer. Yeah. What's, the, what's the tally right now? What's the total figure right now? You can brag. What have you what's the total figure? What have you raised? I think we've raised uh, $700 million. million as dollars. Of, yeah, yeah. That is so fantastic. And has it, how has that been healing for you to be able to take this tragic experience and really create incredible good from it? Well, you know, I learned so much when both Jay and my sister Emily were sick. And uh, one thing I learned is that these scientists operate sometimes in silos. There's so many brilliant scientists. They're my personal heroes yeah. who are, you know, getting very little attention or credit and they're just toiling day and night in these research labs and when I when Jay was sick I spent so much time calling these medical centers and pharmaceutical companies I would after the Today Show I'd go in my office and I'd call like Israel Tel Aviv and ask them like about monoclonal antibodies and all these clinical trials and I I just thought if they collaborated instead of competed then we could move science forward faster. Mm -hmm. So Stand Up to Cancer is all about having these dream teams of scientists that, that work together right. and share their resources, their ideas, their creativity, brain power, tissue samples, so they can come up with better treatments in a much, you know, a, a much more efficient and faster way. Right. And, you know, at first they were really like, we don't want to work together, and now, they love it, it's re-energized re them, and some of them take family vacations together. And our, our scientists have contributed to nine new FDA-approved drugs since we started in 2008. That's so, yeah. And, you know, listen, we're, we're so blessed. And I feel like, and, and, and we're so lucky that we have a platform yes. um, that we can we can share our information with people. We can change people's lives and give them back their dignity as you all are doing. And I feel like it's almost criminal not to take advantage of that. But you know, I talk to a lot of people who lose people they love to cancer and other diseases. And I always say, even if, if you can do something, if you can you know, organize a walkathon in your community or a bake sale or do something you feel so powerless. I'm sure you did when your mom was sick, Kim. And it just, I think it's so cathartic and healing to say, what can I do for the greater good? I couldn't save 
this person, right. but maybe I can help somebody else. Right. So I think yeah. that's what is really motivating for me and I'm sure you too as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, and we found such a community in the Alzheimer's Association and we never reached out to them when my mom was sick because she was embarrassed by her illness. There's a huge stigma around Alzheimer's and so to be able to push past that, to scream about it now, you know, right. and share the, our message of, you know, encourage people to ask for help and know that you don't have to do it alone. It, it has been really healing for our family. Yeah, and I think it's so, you know, the numbers when you think about aging baby boomers, that Alzheimer's is going to be such an epidemic in the next 10 or 20 years that the push to science and trying to come up with preventative strategies and hopefully new therapies is gonna be more important than ever, isn't it, Kim? Exactly, yeah. Well, I, I think it's wonderful what, I mean, Honestly, what you guys do for for not only Alzheimer's patients, but as I said, for for people in need in in Nashville is extraordinary. And and I wanted to ask you about sort of another entrepreneurial endeavor. You guys, you guys are, are I don't know if you're doing this, Kim, or if this is Brad's idea, but you're in the bourbon business now. Yeah, she's not in that. She's not in that. <laughs> I sip on it. I don't sell it. No, we uh, we had this idea. So the thing about bourbon. Uh, I know John loves bourbon. Yeah, my husband likes bourbon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was hammered back there. <laughs> but, no, it, it's, uh, bourbon ages in a really unique way. You know, it's, it's the American spirit. But most of the time it spends its life in a, in a rick house in Kentucky or somewhere. And <laughs> there's way more Kentucky and West Virginia represented than New York City. No kidding. Um, but uh, we had this idea, you know, they used to age cognac at sea, and they used, and a friend of mine started a bourbon that's uh, called Ocean's Great. It's aged at sea on a boat. And we thought, what if we take bourbon on tour? And <laughs> load it, we, we, and we figured it out. We, we loaded up a truck full of 90 barrels of bourbon, really, really good bourbon from Kentucky. And, uh, and sent it on tour in 2019, thankfully, because there was a tour in 2019, we didn't, hadn't canceled everything yet. And it went to almost all 48 contiguous states, and I think there's 50 now, but uh, <laughs> they didn't go to the other two. We went all around America, it aged, it, went, it hit all of the climates, it was at every city, we have pictures of the truck in front of signs, and, you know, city limit signs and stuff, and then got it back and the aging on the road, think about it. First of all, if you've ever ridden with any of my drivers, you know that's what you want a bourbon to do. It's really, it's, shake, it's shaking around. There's a lot of hard braking. It's impossible to sleep, but the bourbon turned out amazing. We, uh, we named it American Highway, uh, and it's uh, available now. Oh, that's awesome. It went on the road with us. I think you brought a bottle, didn't you? I did, you? yeah. Oh, perfect. I did. We're gonna, oh, yeah. We're gonna try the okay. bourbon. And, and uh, uh, did John drink it all? Thank you. Well, look how much is Thank gone. John. <laughs> and um, while Kim and I sip on, on a little bit of uh, American Highway Reserve, mm -hmm. you're going to play us a song. Yeah, sure. That is so great. You better drink sip. up first. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Actually, that's really, well, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Thank Cheers. You Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. I hate to Cheers. drink. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You got that? Everybody say hi, Dave. Hey, Dave. <laughs>
Dave's famous. <laughs> Gotta get a little mud on the tire. <laughs> My colonoscopy song. Yes. <laughs> the colonoscopy song. Um... At 17, first I'd prove it's me by saying, Look under your bed, there's a skull can and a playboy, no one else would know you hit. That I'd say I know it's tough. Friday night I wish you'd study Spanish 
that was so great. You, thank you. You're, you've got some talent, young Thanks. man. Thanks. Thank you. See, anyway. see? She said so. Kim and Brad Paisley, everybody. Katie Kirk. A big country thank you to Brad Paisley and Kimberly Williams Paisley. You can find more about their incredible nonprofit grocery store at thestore.org. And I believe there's still time to catch Kim's Hallmark movies. They're called Sister Swap, A Hometown Holiday, and Sister Swap, Christmas in the City. Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartMedia and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are me, Katie Couric, and Courtney Litz. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen, associate producers Derek Clements and Adriana Fazio. The show is edited and mixed by Derek Clements. For more information about today's episode or to sign up for my morning newsletter, Wake Up Call, go to katiecouric.com. You can also find me at Katie Couric on Instagram and all my social media channels. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.